The Toldus Aaron Rebbe once gave the following idea. And he said, a person goes to Shemaim after 120 years of living in this world and they start the judgment, they start the scales, the mitzvahs, the abeiras started to be weighing up and it's looking bad. It's looking like all the Averas seem to be a lot heavier than the mitzvahs that he performed in this world. He's getting nervous, he starts to sweat. And all of a sudden the bus, a huge bus, double-decker London bus, comes over and goes onto the scale of the mitzvahs, of the Torah, of everything good that he did. And the whole scale goes rushing down past all the Averas and he's judged Latova. And he says, I don't understand, what is this bus? Never saw such a bus in my life. I never saw the people on the bus. What, what, what are all these sosim being added? And they answered, and they said the following. They said, you were walking down a street, innocently walking down the street. And as you were walking around, looking around, admiring the scenery, the grass, the trees, the blue sky. There was a woman on the other side of the road who was dressed in a non-appropriate manner. We'll leave it at that for the moment. And you looked, you couldn't resist the temptation, but then you turned away. And you said, no, I'm not going to do it. At that very moment, there was an Arab in some Arab village who was putting a bomb together to take this bomb, Rahman and put it into that bus and would have blown up all the people, men, women and children on that bus. But at the moment that you didn't look, the moment you looked away after you saw what was there, the bomb blew up in the Arab's face and killed him. So they told us Aaron Rebbe, we have no idea the schus of what we're about to discuss, Be'ezah Hashem. I remember I discussed this Barichas a number of years ago before I started giving this series of shiurim with Agoyin Rebbe Zul Obach Shlita. Is this something we discuss in public? And we'd like to go through a little bit of details as well. Is this something that should be done? Barabim? In front of the Ola, maybe it's more of a private thing. You take a guy aside, you talk to him, you tell him about what's going on. He said, absolutely not. It's a You're talking as rabbim as you possibly can. Spread it out there as much as you possibly can because everybody needs chizak. That's what he told me. Ruvelia Lopian, Zatzel, gave the following marshal. He said there was a wolf. And this wolf was very, very hungry. Found a little shepson, a little sheep roaming around, he said, ah, I've got lunch, great, we'll have a barbecue tonight, and he goes over and tries to catch the sheep, the sheep starts running, the wolf attacks it, grabs it with its claws, and the sheep is fighting for its life, shouting, screaming, moving, until it's all quiet, it's quiet because the wolf has the sheep in a deadlock, he's got its teeth around its neck, one little move, and he knows he's going to die, it's silent. Says Reveli Lapian, 
that's what's going on in our generation. The Satan has us in a death lock. He has us surrounded on all sides, wherever we turn. We're surrounded by temptations. And it's quiet. Our job is to make a noise, to discuss it, to chazik ourselves together, shave of him every year. We try to do chazara on the same inyanim. And even though we say and revisit the same situations, the same cases, the same divrei chazal, it's a chizak that we should really be machazik ourselves every single day of the year. But at least for a few weeks during Shavivim, starting from Shemais, not sure how far we'll get over here, but at least we'll try as much as we possibly can to be machazik ourselves in this Indian. And you know, there are many people out there that say, it's not nagaya to me. It's not nagaya to me. I'm not really involved. It's not, you know, say the shavim, all right, there are other ways of doing shavim, maybe say that. So to this I will answer a few answers. Number one, you're a liar. Number two, based on the cases that I myself have dealt with, the emails that I have received from things that I possibly cannot even repeat, I will tell you and guarantee you that nobody is immune from these halachas. Roshan Shadron once went to Borough Park. He went to Borough Park. Borough Park is a from area populated by many religious people and he started speaking about the Indian of Shmira Shabbos and after the Shmuz they said Rebbe that was like a Valdegi Shmuz but you know well, Hashem, we don't have these problems we're not, we're not suffering from a problem of Shabbos we're not tempted to touch our phones on Shabbos we're okay that you didn't have to speak about over here and Shabbos said I want to explain something to you when the fire people come in and there's a fire in a house they don't just spray the house. They spray everywhere around also so the fire shouldn't spread. I'm speaking about an Indian which could spread, it could get involved, who knows? Even if it might not be Nogaya, but it might eventually. And that's what we'll say to anybody that wants to fool themselves into saying, it's not really Nogaya to me, Bo Hashem, I don't have a problem with these things. So I'll say, okay, but maybe one day something will get in and you have to be well prepared. There's a Maritika Rambam. The Rambam at the end, Perich of Beit and Hilchus is Surabiya Alacha Yudches. Says, Ein kula. There is nothing in Kol Hatoyrekula, Shu Kosha Leroy Vaom, which is as hard to the public. And Alifoy Shmin Arayas, from separating from Inyone Arayas. Asks the preacher and Evan as a Simon Chafei, there's a steer in the Rambam. Because first the Rambam says, as we just mentioned, there is nothing that's harder for a Yid to separate himself from Arias. And at the end of the halacha, the Rambam says, which Be'etzim is a Gemara, Rubam Be'gezel Umi'utum Be'arayas, where people do Gezel, and only a few people do Arias. I steer Says the preacher, I'll tell you Pshat. Says the preacher, for people that use the Yetzirah, they tap into this Yetzirah, for them, it's almost impossible. It's so difficult to separate it, maybe more from any other Avera. Whereas, once a person gets away from it, he distances himself away, then it's only a minimum amount of people. Once a person gets involved, it's so difficult. Somebody wrote a letter to Rav Osnes that's all. And he said, I don't understand. State and Gemara. That the Rabbani Shalom created a Yetzirah and the Rabbani Shalom created the Torah as a tavlin, as a remedy. I learned Torah, Yom of Alayla, and I still had problems in this Indian. What's Pshat? 
So Rav Ozdaz Zatzal answered, he said, yeah, in a chanami. The Torah is a tavern for someone that's not involved, for someone that's away, that's distant from it. But a person that uses and constantly ignites his Yetzirah, don't expect the Torah all of a sudden to come along and just make everything okay. Ramosh Aaron Stern writes that the hardest part of these halachas is the beginning. It's the beginning that's impossible, it's hard. It seems like something that we cannot do until you start doing it. I met a Yid about two years ago in Lakewood who said to me, was married with a number of kids, he said to me, you should know, I suffered from this terribly, I had a really hard time in this. But I worked on it, and it was Gehenim in the beginning. And he said, eventually, the Yitzhahara Poshet didn't go away completely, but almost did. He said, the Poshet is not even a type of him anymore. He worked on it, it's difficult, but it can be done. The Rambam writes, in Hilchas Tshuva, Mordecai Rambam, a person looks at that which he should not be looking at. Which is why the Rambam says, by the way, most people don't do tshuva for this Avera. Because what did I do? I just looked. I, I, I just looked. It's like a museum. You go to the museum and you see these beautiful expensive exhibits worth a lot of money and it says clearly, look but don't touch. Look but don't... I looked. I didn't didn't do anything wrong. I didn't touch anyone. I just looked. Says the Rambam. I didn't do anything. He says to Shorim, says that a person could be mezana with his goof. Says to Shorim, a person could be mezana with his eyes. In the same way. It's an unbelievable thing that the Rambam writes that a person doesn't realize what it is. I want to just give you a couple of statistics, if I may. And like I said, Rabbi Zul Obak told me, speak as much as you can to as many people as you can. This is something that we have to talk about, Barabim. So I want to give you some statistics to understand what we're dealing with and how much the Yetzirah is working against us to try and cause us to fall, which pays Hashem in the coming Shurim. Hopefully it won't be as depressing as today, but it will be a little bit uplifting to understand the positive side of what happens if a person is careful. But I want to give you a couple of ideas. I said this last year, but again, Chazara, Chazara, Chazara. So, worldwide pornography sale in 2006, I both say we're 2020 now. We're way past that. I don't know the statistics for this year or for last year, but I can tell you 2006. You can only imagine it's gone up a lot since then. It was $97 billion. That's more than Microsoft and Google combined. We're talking about over 420 pages, 420 million pages that are dedicated to pornography. That means every or average of every 39 minutes, a new pornography video is being created. That means 30, in 2016, they came out and they said... of all internet downloads in the world, 35% is related to pornography. 2.5 billion emails sent or received in the year 2016 containing pornography. This is what the HR is trying to do to us. This is what the HR is trying to do to us. Dr. Jeffrey Satinova of Princeton University in 2013 wrote in a magazine he says in talking about pornography he says 
it's as, it's as, as though we've devised a form of heroin a hundred times more powerful than ever been existed usable in the privacy of a person's own home and injected directly to the brain through one's eyes that's what a Goyesha professor said and you know people think Bochum think alright I'm going to get married and everything will be fine everything will be great Rabbi say it's not that way Dr. Tversky it's all down and others as well. And I personally have experienced with many different people who wrote in emails after the Shurim, different years that we've given people writing unbelievable things from married people with children, older people, younger people, men, women, Hasidish, Litvish, it doesn't make a difference. Nobody's spared from this Yitzhara. Marriage doesn't solve problems. If you're going to get married to solve this problem, it's only going to get worse. And that's the Matthias. A person has to do it now, and now's the time. Married or not married. You know, imagine you go with your friend to an ice cream store. Go to an ice cream store, I remember, I, was, I think it was two years ago in the summer, I was upstate New York in the Catskills, and I went into one of these ice cream stores over there. I, have ne- I don't know, from London, maybe you just you don't see these things. The whole wall is filled with these handles of machines of different types of flavors. And then you go and you could choose any type of toppings you want in the world. Pick whatever you want. Put it on, stuff it on, and then go away and you pay by weight. I don't know what the place was called. It was incredible. Imagine you walk into such a place with one of your friends and you say, What flavor would you like? And he says, Um... I'm going to go for vanilla, please. Are you This is when I took you to a place like this for vanilla? Come on. You could do better than that. I said, but I don't know the other flavors. I only know vanilla. I don't know anything else. And he said to him, Nebuch, you're missing out. You don't realize what the other flavors have to offer. It's so much so the same thing with life. People are saying, it's okay. I'm happy where I am. It's fine. I can manage. I'm doing okay. It's all right. No. So I look. So I press. No, I'm living a good life. Everything is okay. But you don't realize what life would look like if you didn't look. And if you refrained yourself. And if you were careful, what would your life look like? And what would your marriage look like? You know, the average person looks at his phone approximately, again, approximately, 160 times a day. 160 times a day. That's approximately... Every six minutes. That means if you, Be'ezah Hashem, get at least to the age of 90 years old, look back at your life when you're 90 years old. One third of your life was spent sleeping. The other third of your life was a relationship you had with a machine. That's what it is. We don't even realize it. We don't even have it. That's what's going on over here. I want to tell you, Merodika Rabbeinu Yoyna. Rabbi Yoyin and Pirkeyavis writes on the Mishnah, a person embarrasses his friend person embarrasses his friend Barabim. He embarrasses someone, he says something, he makes fun of him, he talks about him, Barabim, he makes fun, his face goes a different color. Says Rabbi Yoyin, we all know that in Hilchah Shabbos there's something called an Av and there's something called a Tolda. The Av is the Eka. The tolder is the brat that comes from the abot or the raisa, same chomer, especially bisman hazeh. Okay, Avon the tolder as just as serious as each other. Says Rabbi Yehuda, it's not only true with Shabbos Kodesh. The same is true 
with many mitzvahs, and he quotes the big three. And Those are the Avois Malachois. That's the Av. Says Rabbi Yonah, but what's the Tolda? Says Rabbi Yonah, the Tolda of Avoid is anything similar to Avoid Maybe nowadays it's money. That's the Av. What's the Tolda? Embarrassing somebody. It's like killing him. Ask Rabbi Yonah, what's the Tolda of Gilarayas? Says Rabbi Yonah, Mistakil. That if somebody puts a gun to your head and says, I'm just going to open up this newspaper, just, just look at that picture. You say, kill me. But then Yonah Paskins, that's the same thing as Gila Arias. It's exactly the same thing. And like the Rambam said, what did I do? I just looked. What's the big deal? There's a Gemara in Sanhedrin, Ayin Heim and Aleph, where the Gemara tells us, he brings, it's a very interesting Gemara. We're not going to go into understanding how the Gemara applies in many different other cases as well. But the Gemara being a case of somebody, a young man, that saw a woman and he fell in love with this woman. But he didn't just fall in love with this woman, he fell sickly in love. He, was, he couldn't eat, he couldn't sleep, he couldn't do anything. His whole life was taken up by this woman. He didn't know what to do, but he's a yid. His doctor told him, if you don't, if you're not together with this woman, you might die. You might die. Pasha, this is the Pasha, you're so in love. You, you, you might die. She said, what do I do? She says, well, I'm a Jew, so I have to ask my rabbi. So he calls up his local Orthodox rabbi. You know, as he's getting out the car, he says, a very small Shiloh for you. You know, there's people, one a very quick question, and ask some earth-shattering Shiloh, which is like, oh my gosh. It's unbelievable, right? Arab Shabbos. You know? All of a sudden, then he's busy discussing some website, which, on, which is discussing his business, and like, hello, this, you have to do, this is an emergency three, three minutes before Shabbos. But anyway, so his Rob told him, he told him the Shiloh, he said, my doctor told me, it's, I might die. I might die. What should I do? Nothing I can help you. Yorek Val be killed rather than be with this woman. So he went back to the doctor. The doctor said, All right, Peseda, what should you do now? He said, All right, you can't be with her, but at least let her stand in front of you without clothing and look. Uh, maybe that will satisfy you, and maybe you won't, you know, you'll be okay, you'll be able to continue. Goes to this rabbi, says, Rabbi, small Shiloh for you. Is this okay? My doctor said, Otherwise, I might. Yorig Val Yava. The Gemara continues. And the Gemara says, okay, at least if you can't do it, what should I do now? So the doctor says, you know what? The next thing you could do is she should stand on the other side of the wall and speak, him, whatever. And again, the Rav Paskins, again, it's a Chazal Rabbi Zai, Yorig that a person should rather be killed rather than get involved in these things. The Ravid, the Ravid writes in Balinefesha Kedusha, the Rishon, the first gather that a person has to make, is we don't understand that our eyes are the only Ava that goes directly into the Neshama. It affects the Neshama in a way that is almost, barring tshuva, real tshuva, almost irreplaceable. There's nothing you could do. Once it's in, it never comes out. Again, a Vada person could do tshuva. You have to know what that means to do tshuva. You have to understand it. But the eye penetrates all the way down to the neshama. The Koshin Samagit said a Gavaldika Marshal. And we'll end today with this. Bezer Hashem, next week we'll discuss a lot more. The Koshin Samagit said the Marshal is a famous carpenter. And this carpenter designed the most beautiful furniture for kings, for palaces, for generals. 
And he took years and years to design and to perfect the furniture. And these cabinets were made to serve, to hold beautiful diamonds, beautiful jewels and pearls. And such a piece was made, sold on auction. And the richest man in Vienna bought it in order to display his beautiful gold watches, his diamonds and his pearls. Many, many years later, the wheel turned around and he became a poor man and the bank came to take away all of his possessions with the inclusion of this cabinet. This beautiful mahogany cabinet with glass. It's gorgeous. He took it to be sold. It got sold from one place to the next place to the next place. Till eventually it got a little bit bashed over here. The glass got a little bit cracked over there. Until eventually it wasn't worth as much as it was originally. And a person who bought, who actually fixed shoes, bought it in order to put the shoelaces displayed on the cabinet. This designer... This famous carpenter happened to be years and years later in Vienna. And his shoe snapped. And he said, what do I do? How can I help myself? How can I fix the shoe? Someone said, well, there's a, there's a guy over there. He's a shoemaker. He can figure it out. He can fix it. He walks in and he sees the cabinet. That cabinet that he made. He says it's all chipped. It's all bent. It's all cracked. He's like, well, my beautiful cabinet. I worked years on this. Look at it now. Said the cousin of the Magid, the Rabbeinu Shalolam sends all of us with a beautiful neshama, a clean neshama. Chelik elakamimal, the mamach came from the Kisayah Kovit, and you're given it as a bikodin in this world. Do you want to return it bashed, chipped, and all bent out of place? Or do you want to return it that beautiful shining diamond that you had it and you got it originally? Be'ezah Shema, say, next week we'll continue in the Sogya.